Okay. All right. So let's get started. So, hey, good morning. I'm Patricia Moncure. Uh, yeah, what's going on, man? I'm Shane. You can put your whole name on there? I don't, I don't know. Whole... No. I, should I not? No. I don't you should put your whole name on there. No. No. Why? You're like, yo, you know, just be like Trish or Patricia. But I wouldn't put oh, my first name. How do we edit this then? It has to be. Afterwards, it has to be edited. Okay. All right. Then I'll, then I'll, I'll, so I have to say I'm Patricia. <laughs> is that not who you are? <laughs> yes, that's weird though. Okay. No, I mean, this well, I'm is not, Trish this, and this is Shane. What's going on? Just wait it. So, okay, we are two live recruiters. Who are we, Shane? I don't know. We are we are two recruiters who have uh, navigated this corporate world for many, many years and have decided to pass along some of our trauma to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, gosh, Shane, I think we met in, was it two, 2012? Was it? It had to be, yeah. 2000? Um, yeah, long time it was, ago. Um, who's the, um, the company that uh, it was Otsuka. Otsuka. No, it was before Otsuka. Was it? It was the company, the diabetes company. I don't know, man. What's that company? You know, it has the diabetes products. They're all diabetes. I can't remember. Anyway, we worked on that. Then we worked together with Otsuka. We worked on PDI. We worked together a number of times. So over the years. So, okay. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about... How to navigate the landmines of corporate Karens. So what's a corporate Karen? Man, what is not a corporate Karen, right? So <laughs> I think a corporate Karen, um, we need to, uh, is, is one person, you know that person who like uh, CCs everyone on an email that's unnecessary, like they'll CC your leader and then CC their leader. And then it's just to ask you to, you know, send them over a spreadsheet but right. they asked she that's definitely a karen right you know somebody who if you don't respond to their emails in the first like you know 12 minutes that they send it to you they send a follow-up email and they cc your manager and then your manager's manager that's a karen you know someone who tells you uh how to do your job and as if they're your leader when they have no authority over you you know, mm-hmm. corporate Karens, right? That, yeah. That's them. I, you know, I had really been able to, over the years, been able to really, not, I, I guess, I, I guess I find that, I don't know if I had n- never really experienced corporate Karen or if I just, if I handled them with, with stuff like um, <laughs> precision. So until I actually worked with an actual Karen, mm. her name was Karen. She was a hiring manager. Um, before, like the first day I had a call with her, like the whole team had a call with her and she talked about sharing salaries and how we should not share salaries. And she had knew someone who said that um, they were told that they were beyond, you know, above the salary range, which they were. It was me. I did not share the salary. I just told the person you were above the range. The person was way overqualified for the position. They were a senior director or some type of senior leader. And this was a director role reporting to a senior director. So so that you don't have, you know, two like people with the same experience reporting to the same person. It turns out this woman can know is a it's just a yeah, that's it's a construct to her. It's not real. So 
um, we did actually end up hiring that person and had a senior director reporting into a senior director. And the person that we hired actually made more money <laughs> than the hiring manager. Absolutely ridiculous. But yes, yeah, she, she, I, th- I think these corporate parents, I, get, I mean, they could be male, they could be female, whatever. Um, they're people who don't, who, who are not steeped in reality. They, yeah, they don't, they don't work by the same rules that we do. Like, you know, I, I'm a rule follower. I'm like, you tell me to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, sometimes I'll ask for forgiveness, but for the most part, you know, you say, okay, this is what we want to do. We can't do this. I'm, I'm going to be that person to, to, you know, to carry that out. And um, she is someone who does not do that. And whenever she doesn't get what she wants, she goes to her boss, the um, senior VP, and then he gives her whatever she wants, just like a, like a child. So, you know, I think that um, the corporate Karens that I've come in contact with have been led to different, I think because of the fact that I'm a male in, in a very much uh, Caucasian female dominated industry that Mm -hmm. these, these fucking Karens have been like, (laughs) um, they've been like on some other shit, right? Like I've seen Karens get mad at me for working in my own little zone, right? Like I'll be there in one job. I remember I was like, had my music playing while working and this motherfucker going to come up to me and be like, uh, I need you to take out your headphones and not have music on so you can be aware of when somebody comes to your desk to talk to you. And I'm sitting there thinking like, Bitch, I can see when somebody walks up to my desk to talk to me. Like, I don't need to take my headphones out. Yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, I don't Yo, wear a blindfold. Exactly. She wasn't even in my department. That's what made it worse. It was like she had nothing to do. She was just like some random, some just some random ass like employee at, at the place where I was working who just decided that her input was mm-hmm. best in how to conduct the situations. Right. I think that's where you see with a lot of these Karens is that they feel like what they know is you know the holy grail and it should be followed that mm-hmm. when anyone not following that shit is somehow violating their personal uh conduct policy that they've uh constructed in their own minds or whatever so yeah so i i mean i wonder if the you know you see these videos on tiktok and and reels and all that stuff and you think are these people insane like are they like should do should we loathe them or or pity them and and just have and feel sorry for them because they they just don't seem steeped in, in reality. And, and going back to the actual Karen, they tend to hire people like them. So you kind of feel like you're getting gaslit all day when you work with them because they question everything. They're happy until they're around their boss. Then they're not happy. I mean, you never, you just don't know. You don't know who you're getting. Um, Shane, remember that time when, um, this is a couple years ago. I was doing a build out and I had to actually, I wasn't, we had a, we had a weekly cadence call or bi-weekly call and I wasn't on it because my good friend, her mom had passed away and I watched the service online with my other sisters. And so I was like, Hey guys, I'm not going to be on this call. And remember <laughs> Amy, she like chimed, she was helping me. Um, I mean, this is a, in air quotes. She wasn't sourcing. She was supposed mm-hmm. to help me screen, just go through my recs to make yeah. sure, you know, there I wasn't missing anything. And she didn't want to do that, but she chimed in and she just had so much to say. And you guys were all pinging each other. And then, 
she's definitely um she's definitely a, a, almost a, definitely a yeah she's definitely a, she's a karen i mean we've had karen managers too remember after george floyd was killed and I just won't. I guess should we name names? I guess we shouldn't really name. Names, I wouldn't but. name names to protect. <laughs> okay, to protect the Karens in their current place of employment. Right, and she's so. This was a a Chad or a male Karen who was like before the call. This is like two days later. We were going to have a whole call, an entire call with with the you know with the mm-hmm. with the CEO, and he was going to address, um, you know the. The black people of the company, basically, right, but uh, right, exactly. but everybody and their mom dialed in because he, you know, because they want to be they want to be woke or whatever, you know, which is a horrible word now since you know other people started using it. And so be- we now that call was in like literally ten minutes, and I don't you weren't on this call, but he's like, so how's everybody doing? And I'm here in Atlanta, um, or what did I say? Um, Atlanta is not Decatur is not Atlanta. Have you heard that song? <laughs> Mm-mm. by Omaretta <laughs> yeah yesterday I said something about Atlanta and my girlfriend said Decatur is not Atlanta and I just started cracking up so anyway so we're about to have this call and he says how you know how's everybody doing and it literally Lennox and and Phipps had just been you know vandalized over the weekend and and um and, and you know nobody said anything because we're just like let's just let us get off this call right um just let us because we're going to have you know, a call of healing between, you know, all the, all the um, diverse, all the black employees. And, um, and so our manager chimes in and I'm using Mandarin air quotes. Um, she was about as helpful as tits on a bull. She chimes in and says, Oh, I just, um, I just feel so bad. Just all the looting. And I was like, mm. I, I think I snapped inside. I snapped. And I said, the looting, I was like, last I checked, God wasn't bringing people back. I mean, Jesus, you know, there was Lazarus, but he's not bringing people back. Target's going to be okay. That's brick and mortar. They can rebuild. And I just went off onto this, this long, you know, just this Dark crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the, the Chad says, wow, Trish, what do you want? I said, what do I want? <laughs> What I mean, I was hysterical. I'm like, what do I want? I was like, I want my black son to be able to drive to a friend's house and come home and not be worried about him getting pulled over on the side of the road and possibly killed. I want my kids to be able to go to school and get a good education. I wanna I want I want to be able to get pulled over possibly from a traffic stop and not be killed. Like there's so many things that I want. Um and then you know, they just kind of you know, they were just frozen they were like oh my gosh she's lost it so to make a long story short we get off the call i call you later and tell you exactly about the tell you about the conversation verbatim and then you had a call with this manager like at the end of the day and she said the same exact thing to you about remember she said the same i was like this b didn't learn at all yep I remember because I had to have the same call. I had right. the same conversation with her afterwards. Yep. Like she wants her ass kicked twice in one day. God, like that, I remember that shit. Yeah. I'm man. like, so people, so it's not like these Karens can't, they don't learn. They don't learn from their mistakes at all. They just are destined to repeat them. I So I guess that will be another episode. Like can Karens be rehabilitated? See, I think Karens though, they are a, they're a victim of their own upbringing, right? So <laughs> They're like the little girls and the little guys whose parents like basically pacified them everywhere. 
and made them feel like they were always right and that their opinion always mattered, right? And there's a difference between like empowering your kids and raising your kids in a delusional world, right? And I think mm-hmm. Karen's were raised in delusional worlds, like they're always right, they're never wrong, they always get a medal every time they do something, like they're always, and so they come into corporate America thinking that same shit, right? And then they go about interacting with everyone as if like everyone should be like catering to their whims and thoughts and feelings and make sure that they feel okay. And these motherfuckers have no no real attachment to their place in life. They feel like everyone should be, they think they're the fucking sun. Like we're all mm-hmm. orbiting around them as opposed to them being a part of the entire soul system, right? Like, you know, fuck it, Karen, right? And, um, and dealing with these motherfuckers, though, it is like, it is a difficult uh, game that you got to play, right? And I think you, you've done a great job about it. Like, you know, you are on these calls, you smile. I know, you know, though. yeah, I'm telling you, besides the George Floyd thing, like, you navigate them well. You know how to, you know how to smile with them. I, I, I haven't mastered that technique on how to fucking deal with these motherfuckers because I I just don't have it for them. I, I can't. I don't know how to appease a Karen. And I think that navigating Karens is um is is a very touchy situation, right? You have to be able to somehow uh make them feel like they're right and also not buy into what they're saying all at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, it's tough. I think I may know how they how they uh, how they come up <laughs> or how they're born. A good friend of mine, a good recruiting friend of mine, she's awesome. We've worked together over the years. I've um, she's gotten me things. I'm hoping to get her something right now. She was telling me about her grandbaby. She's two and a half, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, these parents they they don't listen." They because I was like, "How awesome is it to have a granddaughter and you you get to play with her and send her home?" She's like, "Yeah, but she's." Like the parents don't listen to everything that goes in her mouth. They, the, you know, her son's like, did you Google it? And, and, and they don't tell her no. So apparently she's afraid of the dog squeaky toys. And so I think there's a pig, like my girlfriend has a couple um, golden retrievers mm-hmm. and they have pigs, squeaky toys, and the baby's afraid of them. So instead of them telling her, no, don't touch this or that, they buy squeaky toys <laughs> And strategically put them places where they don't want her to go, like in front of the fireplace. Oh, that's funny. And just all these places, like don't, instead of saying don't touch. So my friend's like, why don't you just tell her not to touch that? And it's like, her dad said, we don't want to break her spirit. Mm, I scream. Mm, mm, I'm like, break her spirit? She's mm, doing mm, mm, I'm like, does, is that what he... Does that what happened to him? Is, what, is his spirit broken? I'm like, aren't we... Don't we live in a society of of rules and that there's things that that you tell kids and adults not to do it's for their own good and for their for their own safety i mean yeah getting the participation trophies it's one thing like my kids never fell for that i mean when they were real little yeah like four they liked a participation trophy but and like when they played baseball in certain sports, they wouldn't keep score. But my kids kept score. They knew who won and who lost Facts. again. Like you might not be keeping score, but I'm keeping score. Like we lost. No, Jay, exactly. Yeah, like Jay, my oldest. I remember he played. He played baseball two two years, and he he was pretty good. I mean, he was a kid who just was naturally, you know, played different sports well. Um, but he he was he after the third year he's like up. I'm not playing anymore. We lose too much. I'm like, why don't you just work to harder on a team? He's like, no, I can't. Um, even though they were not keeping score, he knew they were losing. So, 
yeah. So don't, so yeah, let's, let's um make our kids listen. Let's raise them to be respectful. Um, now, I guess that could go the, the other way about, you know, telling kids, no, I told my colleague a story um, when my, when my sister was younger, when she was a baby, she used to um, tear my grandmother's plants. <laughs> so my grandmother would smack her hands. So in turn, she became afraid of everything green. <laughs> oh, shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> Trauma. I can see in my head. This is like 48 years ago. Her, they're going, trying to put her on the grass and her like doing a split, like Kung oh, Fu shit, split yeah. up in the, up in the air videos, yeah. because Seven. she would not, she was like, do not put me on that grass. Like she would have a conniption fit. So I guess, I mean, you can, you know, maybe not smack their hands, but you can at least tell them, at least tell them no. So, I mean, you definitely got to tell them no. I think that's the, um, that whole break their spirit shit. That is definitely the breeding ground for for future Karen, right? <laughs> that is. Fuck the spirit, right? Like kids gotta know that they aren't the center of the world and that their shit does stink. And uh I think that Karen's don't they don't understand that, right? So they're in they're in this world where they feel like uh that that everything that they do is right. And so to to combat them, to beat them, I almost feel like you gotta play their own game like times a little bit higher, right? So mm-hmm. when they email you and CC the whole world. Like you reply back and CC their people on the email as well. Like you CC their <laughs> boss on the email too. Now, now in order for this to work though, right? See, the key to now, first of all, like you understand, the key to beating the Karen is to make sure you got your shit together, right? Mm-hmm. So if your shit ain't together and the Karen calls you out, you pretty much asked out, right? Because right. now you got to make sure that your shit is tight. You can't leave air gaps where they can actually have a viable way to to fuck you over right? but uh, as long as you got your shit tight you cc all their people back on it right like you know when in you know in regards to your previous email <laughs> you know please see Her attachment friend. exactly like please see attachment you know you got to call them out on their shit and usually right when you call it when you treat a karen with karen like behavior They'll then message you like on the side, outside the email, like a little ping, like in your Microsoft Teams or Google Chat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll like try to be like, oh, yeah. One of those you... devil apps. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, one of those shit that keeps you in contact with every right. motherfucker all like, the time. Right? <laughs> Just what I mm-hmm. wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll ping you on there. Like, try my to have, shit's like, on red, right? But no, yeah. you go by all means. What you are saying, what you have to ask me is much more important than what I'm doing. You know, right. Oh, anyway. Get me started. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> nah, that's how it is though. Like they'll try to hit you up and try to have a quiet conversation on the side uh, about it after you don't call them out. Like you got to hold up the merit to these motherfuckers. Like you got. Wow, like, I guess I've been doing it wrong then because, like, I just. I, I, that's why I'm saying I don't think that I've really dealt with them that much. Maybe I've just been been lucky because I always I seem to get when people act like assholes. Excuse my French. I seem to get nicer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. You're so mature. So, like I haven't reached that. I, when, I just, I just like I'm gonna kill them with kindness. That's yeah. Just, you and that Michelle just, Obama shit. Not yeah, me. I'm like, well, I'm, yeah. I guess it's like when they go, yeah, well, you yeah, go high. Yeah, I no. know, but Mm-mm. yeah, I just, I'm like, but then it eat, but then that kind of eats you up on the inside. And who wants to be eaten up on the inside? I don't who know. To, who wants to die inside a little bit just because you're dealing with an asshole? I mean, sometimes you just want to be like, look, but I think I just. I, and most Karens don't have they, but most Karens don't have their shit together. They do not. Um, 
they are all over the place. They're not focused. Mm, and mm, you mm, can, mm. I mean, so they're trying to come at you, but I think it's just a pro- them projecting onto you the insecurities that they feel. Um, oh, because, see, look at you getting all psychological. I know, right? well, that I is so precious. Psych- I had a psych minor. I, I, I wanted to be a psychologist, but I realized how long I'd have to go to school and I mean, shit, being a TA, it's not like being a psychologist. We got to stroke egos and figure out the root cause of the manager's bitchiness when they're emailing us and shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do, right? Because we're dealing with, like, so you talk about Karen. So there's the hiring manager, Karen, you know, who I've described. There's the coworker, you know, the, Karen. The coworker Karen, which mm-hmm. we've talked about, you know, maybe your manager, Karen, or the candidate Karen. <laughs> oh my fucking gosh, the candidate Karen, right? That Which motherfucker. is insane, right? Because you, I mean, I don't act like I hold the keys to the kingdom, but you think you want to have a nice copacetic relationship with your recruiter. Bruh, like I had a male Karen a couple weeks ago, man. Like, so this month, so I screened this motherfucker and I'm like, I right, bet, you know, it'll be like three to five business days before we get back to you. Um, when I have to follow for the manager. So I talked to him like a Tuesday. So that Thursday, he emails me like, hey, just following up. Want to see what's going on. Now, could I have responded? Yes, but mm-hmm. motherfucker, I said three to five days. So you're not going to get a response from me until three to five days. So then the next day, that Friday, he somehow tracks down the email address for like oh, my manager. My- and Gosh. TA and emails everyone saying I haven't had any response from Shane and I'm not sure what's going on. I'd like some follow-up. I have another offer on the table. Oh my all gosh. of this it creates all this fucking like windstorm of shit. Mm-hmm. All because he wanted to fucking follow up with like, you know, the fucking candy Karen's are annoying, right? Like they they somehow turn into the FBI and they track down everybody's email they, address. That's why they, I usually don't give out names of hiring managers. Bro. Because they are going to find them. I had one the other day and she um, she reached out like the manager had seen her resume, but was not. I screened her, wasn't interested, but I must have given her his name. And usually I don't do that. So she totally caught me slipping. And he um, she reached out to him and he was like, oh, Trish, I can't find her screen. So I had to send it over because she reached out on LinkedIn and was like, yo, dude, what's what's up? I talked, you know, talked to trish you know a couple weeks ago and what what's up um i can do you one better than a, a karen candidate i had a karen agency a vendor mm. that was supporting me well support is a yeah that's a strong word so she wanted to support me i on a certain role um i the, the hiring manager gave her her my information and she reached mm-hmm. out to me the now what the hiring manager neglected to tell me was that the lady was a colossal pain in the ass mm-hmm. so she reaches out to me about this analytics role and um i tell her that you know we we had we actually had two agencies on the role already and she's like well um <clears throat> well that's okay it's it's contingent so it doesn't it doesn't matter um, if I find someone, I I find someone. And if I you know, if I if I don't, I don't. And we're, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense to have that many people working on it. But let's you know, there's plenty there's going to be plenty of other roles. Let's just stay. Let's just stay in touch. 
and she got snippy with me. And so when people get snippy with you, like over the phone or in real life, you're like, sometimes you think you're like having this out of body. Like, is this happening? Is this person, do I have to go into beast mode at work? That's just, it's so, it's just, you know, it's, it's weird. So anyway, I, I'm like, I get off the phone with her. I, I think I call the manager who sent her instead of the manager saying, Hey, I'm good. Cause that's what she could have said. She says, Oh yeah, I worked with her before over at Genentech and she's nuts. Hello. That's information that I could have used. Let me jump yeah. back in my DeLorean and go back to the future. Anyway, she calls me back and leaves me a message and, and I'm paraphrasing cause you know how the message, how you can read it on, and, um, on your iPhone. But basically she's like, she, she thought I was unprofessional that I mm. hadn't gotten back to her. Um, I was, it was disgraceful. Ooh, um, look at that. And she was, I mean, she just went on and on. She was like, um, like that I didn't follow up with her, but I did follow up with her and told her that we were good and we could stay in touch. But basically she was threat. She threatened me and said that, um, she was going to let everybody that was in that, you know, realm, all the people know not to go work, um, for, for this company because we were on some bullshit basically. And, and so at first I was so angry Now I, I went to call her back and call her everything but a child of God, but I didn't. And then I thought about it and I was like, I sent the message to my manager and she was like, she was just beside herself. She could not believe it. And I'm, she's like, and she works for a company and she worked for a big company. She must've just started. And I, w- I just figured, you know what? There's a story. There's a story there. She's a person and she's hurting because hurt people hurt people. So um, I, I was like, I'm just gonna have to pray for her because there's, you know, clearly she needs to make money. Well, we all need to make money, but she's, she's got some something you know going on there which brings me to another agency Karen Shane do you remember I had a trade a senior trade operations role and I had an agency well the VP had recommended somebody an agency and she didn't have a current contract so I um I asked her to send us her old contract with the company she sent it she said she wanted to um she wanted to re- do a retained search. I said, no, we, we're not doing any retained searches. It has to be contingent. So um, retained is she wanted to get paid for the search for anybody who doesn't know. Contingent was like, hey, you find somebody, we hire them, we pay you whatever fee we've, you know, we've agreed upon. So I said, no. I, she said, but can I get an exclusive? I said, I can give you a 30-day exclusive. So I get her set up with vendor management they get her all squared away. She starts sending some people. And about a month later, she sends a bill. And I was like, what is this bill for? And she said, oh, it's a retained search. Do you know that she, when the vendor management company reached out to her, um, or vendor management with the company, she told them it was a retained search. So although I said she sent me an agreement and it was fine. It wasn't retained. It was like, okay, if I submit somebody, they're good and they don't get it. It was like a small fee of like $5,000. That was fine. And so I couldn't talk to her anymore after that. I was like, I am going to get in the, get on a plane and go to New Jersey and beat her ass. Like, oh, I, I was just, I was beside myself that someone could be so 
just grimy and that's what it was it was grimy and and try to um and i found it very hurtful because i was like you are messing around with my you know with my life i don't want to be dramatic but like i work for a living i'm not independently wealthy so why are you trying to jam me out and so but the hr business partner totally hammered back and the hiring manager but um they got her in check and i was like i hope they never i was like never ever 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 use her ever again like what's up why why just to get a couple coins like you're gonna you'd be so short-sighted that you're gonna when you could have a long-standing relationship with a company and you just want to try to steal a couple coins well not because that's how karen's work they think that what they're doing is just going to be accepted right that goes back to how everything they fucking did was giving a fucking medal and no one ever called them out their shit growing up or in school, you know, like they're, especially, you know, typically these white women and then, you know, you have these white men who always coddled and, and pacified and shit. And so even when they do grimy ass shit like that, they're expecting you not to say anything about it and to be okay with it because, hey, you know what? Everybody else in their fucking life is okay with them doing shit like that. No one ever calls them out on it. No one ever really pulls their card on it. And so they just go about shit because everyone's like, this motherfucker really did that shit. I'm going to just walk away before I actually spaz out. But if everyone keeps walking away, no one ever spazzes out on the fucking can, right? I know, like, they don't learn. Yeah, they never learn that shit. Somebody got to spaz out one of these motherfuckers and be like, <laughs> yo, you know, like a Karen just needs to get punched in the face one good time oh and be my, called the fuck out. We are not advocating like, violence against the co-workers. Shit, I'm not um, saying you should beat your co-worker ass. I'm saying that sometimes <laughs> your co-worker need their ass beat, though. That's all I'm saying. That is it. Like it, 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 it is obvious at times when you meet someone who's never had their ass beat and they just like, okay, yeah. you're like, your mom ain't never beat your ass, your daddy never beat your ass, your grandmama didn't beat your ass, none of your coworkers, none of your friends in college, nobody ever put hands on you. That's why you go about life the way you go about life because sometimes it, words don't work anymore. Words just ain't cutting it and you need, we got to put hands on each other because this oh shit is unfucking called for. Like the way I've seen, I've seen Karen's cost people jobs and because they just always are so fucking nitpicky mm-hmm. about things not being done the way they think should be done. Not, not even the way like, you know, the SOPs or the standard operating procedures, not even the way that, you know, maybe the, the TA uh, plan is, but just how they think it should be done. And so they're always nitpicking. They're always sending mm-hmm. an email. They're mm-hmm. always... And, you know, like, it's just... It just builds up. It just builds up. And after a while, your manager's like, God damn, I'm seeing, like, five emails always about you not doing right. what it you're sink, supposed to it do. It sinks in, right? After exactly. A while. Mm-hmm. Or and sinks now, in, rather. And mm-hmm. now, boom. Now look at you. Now you're on a performance improvement plan uh, and because you're not doing shit the way this Karen likes for you to do shit. And, you know, Karen do a great job of of cuddling up under leadership, right? They'll find mm-hmm. a leader who appeases their bullshit and will just be as friendly as can be with them. And they will go out to lunch with that leader and they will just make sure that leader is under the delusion that their shit don't stink. And then they just start CCing shit left and right, left and right, left and right. And then next thing you know, motherfuckers out of job. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers on performance improvement plans. This Karen is being promoted. I remember one. Remember, I think that uh, one organization we were working for. We had that one <laughs> sourcer. 
that bitch who never did shit and just kept getting promoted up. Mm-hmm. Like she just kept moving up. I don't want to say her name, but she just she was like a sorcerer. Then she got moved up into a team lead role, and she absolutely did nothing. She like would do. It's like management was like moving her along. So they wouldn't have to deal with it. Yeah, she she failed. That's what we call she failing, failing up. She exactly. Failed up. Well, we're up. we're just saw we just saw in real life someone who's been out of school for what two years and eleven months and who is getting a management mm, 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 role and mm, you know mm, no mm, hate mm. because I don't want to manage anyone. I want to go. I want to work. I want to work hard. I want to eat my cheese sandwich at my desk. And 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 be done. So what kind I'm, of cheese you put in the cheese sandwich? <laughs> um, usually um, American, but if I'm getting fancy, fancy it could be like a Monster or something, oh, or a you. Havard. Yeah. Now we're so. talking like cheese, just like cheese and like just bread or cheese and mayo. What do you mayo, put on the No, 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 mayo. Oh, that's gross. Even though my grandmother used to make cheese and mayonnaise sandwiches or peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, that's mm. so. So gross. Like, I think Elvis ate peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Or I peanut put, butter and bananas or something like that. I put mayo on my cheese sandwiches. I think mayo, and I'm sorry, don't, I mean, all the companies don't come after me. <laughs> like, like they listen. Um, or like they don't listen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> our vast viewership. Yeah. But um, I think mayonnaise on, as a accoutrement, on a sandwich is just useless. It's a useless calorie. Put some bacon on there. You know. I, you know what I mean. Well, put if, both. What you mean? No, like, I, I like. Oh my gosh, some no, mayo. With no, like like, obviously, little... I mean, I like tuna salad. Right, tuna salad. Yes. So I like mayo. All those, all the places where oh, no, potato cheese, salad. No, we're talking cheese sandwiches. All though. the places that mayo is supposed to go, I love. But sa- for me, a sandwich is not a place for condiments. Period. Interesting. No mustard, no mayo. God, I've known you so long, and I feel like I don't know you yeah, at all. No, like, that is yeah. crazy. I had a friend, I have a good friend of mine who's who hates mayonnaise, and I used to chase her and say that she or like with mayonnaise and say that her parents force fed her mayonnaise when she was a baby, and that's why she hates it now. But I went through a phase of hating mayonnaise because that, that happened to me when I was a kid. I wanted to mayonnaise. My mom was like, nah, you don't really want mayonnaise. I'm like, I want mayonnaise. She's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I want some mayonnaise. So she put like an acid mayonnaise on the plate and was like, here, eat this mayonnaise. And I was like, <laughs> gosh. I was like, I don't want no mayonnaise. She was like, yeah, you do now. Eat this shit, motherfucker. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, she made me eat the mayonnaise. Eggs. Dude, it's I hated mayonnaise. I hated oil. that shit for years. I was, oh, my I was gosh. strictly Miracle Whip. I was strictly Miracle Whip all day long. Could not. Now, even my mom's Miracle Whip. Yeah. person she makes she she uses salad dressing so my mom is my grandmother was a, a hellman's person and that's the mayonnaise that she used and my mom used miracle whip she used so, so their potato salads taste totally different because mayonnaise and, and miracle, miracle whip, whip yeah, is two different a real different taste miracle whip is kind of is that has that tangy um that that twang to it so i used to think miracle whip was like the most like that's how you that's how you knew you were like High middle class because you used Miracle Whip. Really? Because, yeah, Is it like man. the Grey Poupon? Yeah, uh... I thought it was like the Grey Poupon and shit because, <laughs> like, you know, my friend he lived in a really nice neighborhood and like they only had Miracle Whip in their fridge in their fridge and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like this the shit right here. Like whenever I went over to their house, they had Miracle Whip. And I was like, oh fuck, like this is the high end of life right now, using this Miracle Whip and shit. Not that, that is real shit. Well, let me let me just go back to something because I don't. 
like about the, the Karens, the male Karen, whatever they are, male, female, they, they are not race specific. So I don't want you to think, oh, they're just picking on white people because some of our instances just happen to be, but I've, I mean, I've had some black Karens who have been just, just as bad, if not worse, people who will gaslight you. Um, just, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They, they're out there in the wild. So I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying all Karens are white, but oh, I'm no, saying no. 92% of the Karens I've ever well, dealt with have been because, of Caucasian persuasion. Well, and, but that's because of, if you look at the workplace, that's all. And, and you are in a, you're in a female dominated industry. There are Facts. not a lot of men in Much less black HR. Men. Yeah, HR and talent acquisition. As a matter of fact, I think you, um, my my good friend Leonard and my good friend Jim, I think, well, and then yeah, maybe like maybe like five I've known maybe five over like fifteen years. Yeah. So there's not but, but not even that many white dudes either because I've had some, you know, good colleagues who were white guys as well just not just not a lot so man no so i worked for agency when my very first recruiting job and agency is just filled with white dudes so like it is motherfucking it was like a straight straight up boys club in that motherfucker and um it was num- i was the only black male recruiter in the state of north carolina everyone else was basically <laughs> yo that's real shit bro and everyone else was like motherfucking white guys man it was like a fucking frat party in corporate america and it was it was very interesting right it was a whole different dynamic we i didn't have any karens in that environment but i had a lot of fucking brads and like (laughs) fucking like you know gyms and Mm -hmm. like all these fucking frat boys type environment where you know you had to they they wanted you to to play along in order to get along in that in that world and i just couldn't fuck with them man like that was some that was some some weird ass shit but no i mean karen's karen's can be any color they can be any color but there's a level of entitlement in in, that comes along with being a karen or a chris or brad whatever fuck you want to call them Mm -hmm. um that that is very much akin to persons of Caucasian persuasion because they were raised in that environment of entitlement and that mm-hmm. everything has to go my way. Like, Black folk have been through some shit. They done got humbled at points in their life, so they don't normally carry that. That's why it's so jarring when you come across a Black Karen because mm-hmm. you're like, what the fuck? You're mm-hmm. like, why would you project this kind of trauma onto other people when I know you done been through some shit in your right. life? And, but yet you will. Well, sit- they may have. The, maybe they haven't got their. I can't. I don't, don't want to say it, but their. It, saying N word is so lame, but their N word wake up call. Because you know we all we sometimes we have to get that too. And if we haven't gotten that, then we go through life thinking you know. Mm, crazy. That's, that's good. Yeah, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't had that slap in the face, then- or or or. Or they didn't know they were getting a nigga wake up call, and they just assumed that it was just a. They just thought it was a mistake. Oh, Amy just made a mistake. She didn't mean to do that. Now, oh. motherfucker, like Amy was actually trying to call your ass out, but your ignorance to Amy's caringness oh. uh, has. Well, maybe that. You. Now I'm having. I'm just having a moment. Maybe that's me. Ooh. Like I think. <laughs> I think that I was. Not experiencing Karens in, in the oh, wild. That's funny. Because I was just 
I had my blinders on. You was oblivious to your nigga wake up call. Yeah, like, like, no. Like, I work hard. Don't matter. People like me. I'm the Sally Fields. You are, but you still a nigga, though. Damn. You still a nigga. Yeah, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Damn. I got my yeah. nigga wake up call. You, yeah, and you didn't, didn't and even I'm know. Just not you just realized you was getting nigga wake up oh, calls all the time. Damn. Oh, that's so sad. Okay. Wow. Wow. This. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, where do we go from here, Shanks? We want to give. <laughs> we want to give people hope, right? We want to. You know, I mean. Uh, <laughs> I mean, where, where do you go from here? You fucking like you know. Man, we start our own companies, you know, that's where we go from here. But um, in order to navigate these Karens, you just got to play the game, right? You got to, in order to be the Karen at the game, you have to be tight. Like, that is, you can't have gaps in your shit. You can't leave emails unresponded to. You can't leave fucking work undone. You can't leave things done half-assed. Like, you gotta be on your shit. Right. Because that's how you navigate these landmines. You like, need you, receipts, too. Because you gotta have whenever receipts. I save send everything. emails to people, I always CC myself. Bruh, save every, everything. And I create a folder. And it's not, it's just, so you, you're not gonna catch me slipping. You're not gonna be like, oh, well, Tristan did so-and-so. I'm like, ah, bam. Here you go. I did it. So it's really... It's it's sometimes it's so I don't for in case I forget and I need to remind myself or if somebody comes for me and <laughs> I will say that, you know, people don't normally come for you at work, but sometimes they do come for you. They and you do have to be like, you. but they, and they you think, mask well, it. damn, I was eating my cheese sandwich. Okay? Yeah. No, Why are man. you bother me? Like, OK, let me go through my folders. Here you go. Now go away. That's what they do. You gotta have receipts because they will come for you. They'll, but they'll mask it under the 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 guise of, you know, just wanting to make sure that everything is going okay. Right. You know, or just, I I know you sent this to me, but I can't find it, bitch. How does your problem become my problem? Mm-hmm. Now you know I sent it to you because I because I did send it to you, but now you want me to send it again? Like yep. I gotta stop what I'm doing. Or I'm I'm just following up on this, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's anything behind it. But I just want to follow up and see, you know, if you had covered this and this. Yes, bitch, I did that. Here's the receipts <laughs> for it. Leave me the fuck alone. It's done. You know, that's oh, like, I mean the the biggest way of navigating them corporate Karen is to fucking like you know make sure your shit's on point because that way there's nothing there's nothing that they can there's no landmines you can walk on. Right? It's like you have your shit on point. You got your receipts. You got your emails. You almost have like a uh, uh, like little hovercraft, a hoverboard, like in Back to the Future, to kind of hover over the fucking uh, landmines and shit. But the minute you don't got your shit together, now you walking in, you walking on that field, and uh, you know the right misstep, you fuck right. But you gotta you gotta hoverboard these motherfuckers. You gotta make sure your shit is yeah, so tight that they can't and, fuck with and you. And you know what? It's, and one thing, like I always, I always say, like when when the enemy, when you see the enemy for who they are they don't pretend anymore so once you once you say i see you basically to a karen a chad or whatever they're they're going to they're going to crank their ship to the next level yep they're not going to be like oh okay like oh oh darn it you know i've been found out (laughs) they're gonna they're yeah they're they're just going they're just going to keep going so you you it's just it's like a a game it's like survivor outwit outplay outlast 
That's what the fuck it is, right? It's like when you in corporate America, especially when you're black in corporate America, you like plain fucking survivor. Like you like, how long can I be in this job? How much experience can I acquire? How much fucking clout can I build up until I gotta make moves either yep. out of this department or out of this company? Yep. Um, oh, before gosh. I get fucked over, right? The drama. Right. That's a great segue. Oh gosh, I love it when this just comes together. This is so awesome. That's a great segue because we're gonna talk about trauma and anxiety at work on our on our next um, episode. Facts. So, um, so thank you for listening so far. I know that um, my husband will listen because he keeps teasing me and saying that I'm doing a radio show. <laughs> Are oh, you talking about your little young thing? Y'all didn't know yeah, oh, Trisha Sugar Mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. 51, 55. Okay. She got her um, little young boy at home. You know what I'm saying? He's like, um, <laughs> last night he turned on Quiet Storm. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw a great documentary on how Quiet Storm started out of, um, out of Howard's um, radio station. It is so awesome. That's gonna, what's up. I'm going to share it. I am going to share it. It's, it's so cool. But Black folks, they making the culture better. God oh, damn. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They making the culture better. Yes. We do. We just, you know what? It's like that. Remember that commercial? Um, It was like, we don't make. I can't. I, I can't even remember what it was oh, for. Oh yeah, one of those products. They're like, we don't. Make like, we don't stuff. make we it. We just make it, it make better. It better. Yeah. We just make yep. it better. You know, That's like nice. you could have a sandwich and then you put some bacon on it. We're like bacon. <laughs> Black folks is the bacon of We're the like culture. Bacon. You know what I'm saying? Like we. I mean, you you can live without bacon, but why would you want exactly. to? Exactly. Y'all was playing <laughs> basketball before us, but then you know we came along. We made basketball the hype. Like you we know, made it. it better oh shout out because my good friend chuck cooper his dad was one of the first three african-americans to play basketball in the nba he played for boston for the celtics so anyway yeah because you know everybody Fun fact. you're oh, like yeah. fucking but you're they don't like... give me money i don't understand so who's that game where they like that you're like the kevin bacon of my world like you know you're like six degrees of separation separates you from everybody else. oh like, but no <laughs> they're they're de- if you think about it they're definitely are six degrees of separation i have a friend of mine from middle school his name is ronnie pennywell ron pennywell and he's a big time he does casting in hollywood and so he i think he did a movie or has a friend who did a movie with kevin bacon or with Kira sedgwick and i'm like i know him they know him two degrees boom boom i'm just trying yeah. to tell you that, right. but i think if you think of life that way or the world that way that's what's so great about the internet and social media is that it makes the in some ways it makes the world seem it makes it seem so small in a bad way because you wake up and you look at the news and you see what's going on the atrocities all over the world and you know crime and this and that you think like oh it's closing in on me but then the the the, the flip side of that of that is that you get to see people in other cultures and other countries and just doing all the same things that we do we all put our pants on one leg at a time we all love our kids we all want the best so um yeah so anyway well anyway sign us off shane man uh so how do we end the program we end the program by saying that uh you know keep your shit tight because you know fucking karen's are out there (laughs) Don't like don't let them get you caught up in bullshit. When they CC everybody on the email, make sure you CC all their people to in the email. Um, you know, for our uh uh international folks, you know, uh cuidado con las cannon corporativas, like you know, like watch out for them corporate Karen's, you know, and my 
my Latin folks, you know. Um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even, yeah, that's it for me, man. Right, that's my, my words of advice for today. Keep your right. shit tight. You know what I'm saying? Keep your shit tight. Well, that, those are words to live by. The so. words to live by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the kegels of life. <laughs> Keep your shit tight. <laughs> The kegels of life. Is that what they're kegels? Yeah, kegels. 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 That's kegels, funny. Man. You said kegels. Yo, I'm calling them kegels from kegels. now on. Yo, they're kegels. Well, that's when you put beer in the kegels. Yeah. Oh, man. That is funny. That is funny. That's what my husband would call me um, whenever I mess up word up. He would call me Dawn Queen. So that was definitely a Dawn Queen. That moment. is hilarious. That's so. how you got your little young boy doing your kegels. That is yeah. Cool. <laughs> and with that, we're out. Oh, peace.